welcome to Talk The Line. I'm Jen Long. Every week I talk to an artist, musician, celebrity, etc, etc, for about 45 minutes on one specific subject of their choosing. It can be anything, just not music. This is a podcast from The Line of Best Fit. You can follow us on Twitter at TalkTheLine. You can follow me at Jen Long. And we also have a new website, TalkTheLine.blog, where we post lots of links and show notes and just things you might find interesting. I say it every week, but if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Singer and songwriter Julia Jacklin grew up in the Blue Mountains of Australia and started singing lessons as a 10-year-old after being freaked out by how much Britney Spears had achieved at the same age. A decade later, she picked up the guitar, playing in a pop-punk covers band before heading off to university in Sydney. She was set for a career as a social worker, but instead ended up working in an essential oils factory and playing folk-style songs in the band Salter. Quitting the factory job after two years, she also left Salter to go solo and devote herself full-time to music. The result was last year's Don't Let the Kids Win, an accomplished debut record released on the sexy transgressive records. It earned her comparisons to the likes of Angel Olsen and Courtney Barnett. A few weeks ago, Julia wrote an essay for us at Best Fit about her love of David Blaine and magic, and we wanted to find out more about this strange passion of hers. We recorded this week's podcast in a damp catering hall at the end of the road festival because unfortunately it was too rainy to use a nice outdoor spot, just in case you can hear the clatter of cutlery in the background. Enjoy. Welcome to End of the Road Festival. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming and joining us in our catering tent. You're welcome. Um, It's warm. There's not a magic stage at End of the Road, is there? Yeah, I don't know, actually. We we only just got here, so I haven't had a good chance to, like, see anything. I've seen this tent and uh, the, the it's a beautiful bathroom. Tent. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they should have, like, because they always have comedy at festivals. Yeah. They never have magic at festivals. Is I feel like magic is hard. I don't think it's very, like, cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it doesn't kind of have the same rep as as comedy. And maybe it's more... Ca- uh, there's a lot of kids at this festival, but it's sometimes if it is at a festival, it's more for, like, children. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when... I, like, maybe, like, ten years ago, magic was so cool. It had yeah. kind of, like, its moment in the sun, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, Where yeah. everyone was, like, a sexy street magician. Yeah, And they were, like, yeah. throwing, like, packs of cards against the windscreen of cars. And they're like, <laughs> pow! And everyone's like, oh, my God, he's so hot. Yeah, no, totally. I think there was, like, a really a really good time for magic where it was yeah it was kind of cool sexy yeah had had a swagger yeah <laughs> it did magic swag yeah 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 i don't know what happened so get, how long do you, do you you do you love magic do you love magicians do you love kind of like the theater around it or or do you perform tricks yourself yeah i i don't want to put out any kind of idea that i'm like some sort of magic buff because i feel like i would be insulting people who are genuinely very into magic i'm more of just someone who i don't think i'd ever thought about magic i never thought it was like interesting or cool or you know it's something that you just think of being like yeah a bit tacky and strange and kind Mm. of old men you know wearing (laughs) lots of diamonds Oh, that, men wearing diamonds. I know. Who's that? What's the very famous, the duo? Uh, Penn and Teller? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I just didn't really ever think about it. And it wasn't until, yeah, I just suddenly had this this probably six-month period of my life where I just got deeply into it. Um, and it wasn't 
At, at the beginning, it was it was just like I'm really I just like watched a lot of David Blaine and got really into his work, and then I kind of started to think that maybe I could translate that into my own my own work. But I very quickly realised like that it's not something it's not something that you can just you know pick up on the side right, which I okay. think is maybe what I thought it used to be like you know if someone brings like a pack of cards to a party and they can do a few tricks and you're yeah. like oh it's just something you can like work on or like when yeah. you used to get those magic kits when you were a kid and yeah. it had like the rope that you kind of held and morphed into one rope but it was three ropes or something yeah like yeah, yeah yeah exactly or those like little disappearing boxes yeah. or whatever but but yeah so help yourself to a biscuit by the way oh thank you you're welcome Welcome to as many as you like. Okay. Um, when what what age were you? When, how long ago was this when you went through your six month magic period? Um, I was twenty two. Okay. And I was working at a Mexican restaurant in Sydney called Flying Fajita Sisters. Um, and I was studying at uni. Yeah. I was doing social policy. Um, and yeah, so it was a few years ago now. So what? Uh, sorry, I don't know how old you are right I now. I just turned twenty seven. Okay. So, I was yeah. like, do you want to reveal it? Yeah. Never ask a lady her age or uh, that stuff. That's so it's like five years ago. Yeah. So it's not. So magic wasn't in vogue. It wasn't like no. However long ago, David Blaine was sticking himself in boxes. Yeah, but isn't that the beauty of the internet? Like you can just like completely miss something that just had this like time in the sun. You yeah. just oh, com- like you completely miss a band or a trend or whatever, and then you just. You click can go on back. some link and then you're just lost. So was it, was it like a clickbait that got you? Was it someone posted a video of... It was just like this guy. I used to play this over mic night in Sydney or every Tuesday night. Mm. And this guy came um, and he was like, oh, I'm a magician. And, and I think we were all a bit like, oh, this could get awkward. Because my idea of ma- magic <laughs> was a bit like some person like fumbling with cards and, yeah. you know... In, especially at an amateur level, like in a in an open mic night or whatever. So, and he just did this trick, and I forget what it was, but it, it I can't really explain it. It was this trick where basically you you're holding on to what you think is a deck of cards, mm-hmm. and then you open your hands, and, it, and he's he'd replaced it with like a plastic brick. <gasps> And I have no idea how that trick works or, or how he did it. And it just blew my mind. And I was like, that was, I was getting ready to be really let down by this guy. You were like kind of, like when, you, when your nan gives you a Christmas present and you're like, I know that I'm not going to like it, but I need to pull the like, yeah. I'm happy face. Exactly. I yeah. thought we were all going to have to sit there and be just really polite. Yeah. But it was really cool. And I was like, this is awesome. And you could just see everyone in the bar just like kind of revert back to their childhood for a split second you it know it has that effect on people doesn't yeah. it because you always you get them those like sleight of hand magicians at weddings and, 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 and similar events where some some guy walking around and at first you've got that like a uh, somewhat jaded kind of aura to yourself where it's like okay here we go I'm in the middle of a conversation but fine you can do a magic trick yeah exactly and then it just brings out this fascination in you and it kind of like wakes up this like yeah in a child, yeah, like, it's just so in awe of this simple thing. Totally, and and you I can't think figure just out how they did it. Yeah, exactly. But then you kind of also don't really want to know how they did it because then it would take away, yeah, how beautiful it was. But like, did you ever see the TV show where they used to like go behind the magic and expose like it was like some guy oh, like the masked really? magician no, or something, 
and he'd been kicked out or he was in the magic circle but he they, and he didn't want them to know who he was or something and he revealed how all the big magicians do their tricks right oh that's a bit what a jerk I know what a <laughs> dick <laughs> that's kind of like you know I think that in a way that's with the music industry like nobody really wants to know the ins and outs of how this all works you know I think there's something beautiful about the mystery of it you know not really understanding how things work yeah no one needs to know what publishing is no you know no one wants you to to for you to talk about like your booking agent and how they've booked you this gig and your promoter like who cares yeah you know that's you're ruining the magic of of what people perceive the music industry is so I think yeah yeah no you're totally right so once you'd um, once you met this magician, was it? Did you go home and just start YouTubing, Googling? Yeah, I just kind of. Um, I think I just typed in like magic tricks, and then David Blaine's street magic came yes. up. That was the cool, sexy one. Yeah, like yeah. it had that really cool intro where he's just <laughs> like walking through like the New York City streets. Just it's in like kind of black and white. Yeah, and he's just like. Yeah, just looking really brooding and just like flicking cards at the camera and yeah. and and then he's just like walking around and he's not wearing, you know, a cape or anything that you usually No top hat, no, no wand. Yeah, I think he was really trying to bring magic, you know, to to the streets, um, yeah. as it was called. Um, and just make it a bit cool and a bit casual and a bit like Yeah, just not take away all the theatrics. And then, yeah, and he was just kind of walking around the streets and, and doing these tricks with people and they were just losing their minds over it. And I was like, that is awesome, you know? Like, that kind of reaction, you don't, you don't get that from music, you know? Yeah. Especially at the time, because I was just playing pretty bad folk songs at, at, at <laughs> local uh, open mic nights. And, you know, the reaction you get from people is just like, yay! <laughs> like, yeah. just these really, you know, just, oh, that was pleasant. But when you you know you see someone do a great magic trick and people just like go crazy, yeah, it's like oh, I think that's sometimes awesome. Sometimes you forget like how even just magical the actual reactions of other people can be, and seeing other people getting hyped, seeing other people be surprised, yeah. seeing other people's joy. Like um, last weekend, and this is actually this is music. Um, I was at Reading Festival, and uh, we were watching Gigs play on the main stage, and Gigs goes. I'm going to bring out a... Fr- I don't know why he had an American accent. He doesn't have an remember. He's very British. He was like, I'm going to bring out a friend now. He's flown a long way to be here. And these girls in front, they just stare at each other. And they go, oh, my God. He, he, he can't bring out Drake. And then, he, like, Drake comes out on stage. And we turn around. And there was just this stampede of kids just <laughs> running, running, ripping through the crowds, losing their minds, screaming and like tearing towards the stage. It's just like one older guy in front of us who's obviously just walking back to his mates from the bar and he's doing that carrying the three pints oh, like no. triangle. He got taken out. <laughs> it was amazing just seeing these kids go, ah! and like every mobile phone just goes straight up into oh, yeah, the air. Yeah, and it was like, that felt magical. That is magical because... Don't you think just as you get older, like, you start to just feel like there's no mysteries left? Yeah. <laughs> or something? Or, like, you... Just all of those things that you used to wonder about, I don't know, they don't... You, you start to figure out how things work and you start to see behind the curtain all the time. And, and you start to realise that, like, that there, there is no, like, great, like, secret. 
Yeah. Like when you're a kid, you're always like, right, yeah, when I'm an adult, when I grow up, yeah, when yeah. I'm grown up. And then as you start to grow up, you're like, oh, no, it's just it's just the same thing over and over again. Totally. <laughs> like I remember being a kid and always being so amazed that my dad always knew which train to get on. Like I feel like we'd, we'd always be traveling around together. And we'd get to a train station and dad would just like, we'd run down some stairs and jump on a train. I'd be like, dad, like, how do you know this is the right train? And he'd be like, I just know. You know, and I was like, whoa, that's incredible. Yeah, like my mum using the the, like ATM. Yeah. Like the cash point. I always used to think it was so magical that she knew what buttons to press to make money come out. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, wow. I just like, I love that feeling. It's really not looking forward to when I have to do this because I don't know how I'm going to manage. Yeah, totally. And then you're like, oh, dad just read the timetable. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dad just looked at the screen. Yeah. Very simple. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, but then I also, I I got quite into David Blaine's like endurance stuff. Yeah. Now that stuff's more than magic, right? Yeah. That's, that, because that isn't really magic because you can't, that's just, like a physical endurance test. Um, so you don't think there's any tricks to it? You think it's literally just like one man's like ability to endure? Well, that's kind of how I've chosen to <laughs> to take those tests. Um, what, what are the really famous... Because all I can remember is he was in a Perspex box. He did that under the in London. London Bridge. Right. And then he did... So the what wa- was that one? Uh, he just put himself in a clear box under the London Bridge for a, without food or water for how long was it was it three weeks I think yeah right and then he did one where he stood on this pillar <gasps> yeah that one I really liked for that some reason that where was the was it in New York it was one? in New York yeah. so he like stood on this really tall pillar just stood on the top for like 72 hours with no just with sleep, nothing no no sleep, no food, no, and it was like quite windy and cold, and he was just standing there. I mean, that's terrifying, yeah, isn't it? I know. And I mean, then he did the thing where oh, he held his breath underwater on that Oprah live Oprah show. What? Yeah, he went in like a. How long did he hold his breath for? It was something. Cr- Seventeen minutes. Seventeen yeah. minutes. Yeah. And then he did the one where he got frozen alive, and then he did where he got buried alive. Um, yeah, he really, uh, really mixed it up. So do you think it's just all? Do you think he is actually magic, or do you think it's all well, like just who knows? training and? This <laughs> is insane. He got buried alive. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what that one was, but yeah, I, I don't know. That I think there was something to me as well that made me think about my body and my my ability to endure things in a way that I hadn't before. Like, yeah. I think you can look at, like, really incredible athletes and maybe feel the same way where you go, like, they have a body that is similar to my body, but they're able to do these things that I can't imagine being able to do. Yeah. So maybe within me, I have this crazy ability that is untapped you know like how they always say that we only use something like 10% of our brain exactly yeah and then you're like if I unlock the other (laughs) 90% could I be like an x-man yeah exactly and I think that David Blaine made me go like maybe I'm just like using a 10% like 10% of my potential as a human being like in in all aspects you know like maybe I yeah maybe I could do these incredible physical things with my body and I'm just like yeah just like completely unaware of it 
So you, you, I've always thought about that from the, the like mental aspect, whereas you've obviously thought about it more from the physical side. But like, you know, when you watch like Matilda, and then you just stare at a cup for oh, like yeah, an yeah. hour, you're like, maybe <laughs> make it move, make it move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So, what have you done anything to try and test test yourself or test yourself out? Have you ever done any like any kind of endurance, starving yourself, standing on the spot, going without sleep? I think it, it's it's just funny to talk about it because I remember feeling you know when you know when everyone knows this feeling right where you get ridiculously inspired by something and you just think my whole life's gonna change yeah. like I because I remember watching David Blaine just being like man this body has got so much more to give you know I'm gonna like I'm gonna become like this crazy like you know endurance fitness person I'm gonna go like climb mountains I'm gonna go like I'm going to do all this stuff that I I know I can do. And then probably like two weeks later, I was like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) One day, but right now I'm just going to like hang out with my friends and, you know, play at open mic nights and try and get through uni. But, um, but yeah, so it was pretty short-lived. My David Blaine, like, I will take on the world physically and mentally uh, time period. But what it did teach me, though, was like... I think I'd been a bit arrogant as to, like, what I could achieve in life. Mm. And I think up until that point, I thought, like, yeah, Julia, like, you're going to be this, like, great social worker. You're going to be, you know, a great friend, a great daughter. Um, you're going to be, like, great guitarist and a great musician. And and you're also going to be, like, physically fit and just, you know, just this peak of, you know, just, you know, I thought I was going to be able to do all of these things well. And I think once I... The magic thing, you know, I was at uni, I was working two jobs, I was also trying to do music. So I was just like spread so thin. And then I just thought, and I'm going to add magic to that, you know, I'm going to become a magician. Like I'm going to work on, you know, these tricks. And then once I started and I realized like, no, like you can't, like that's an incredibly difficult thing to do. And these people who are magicians, like they have worked probably 20 years behind the scenes working on these tricks before they've gotten any kind of exposure yeah. um, and it's not just something you can pick up lightly and I think the same can be said about music like you can't just pick it up on the side and expect good things to happen you can't like be doing all of these other things and then just like play guitar once a week and like write a couple of songs and just expect for someone to see you at a pub and go you're the next big thing you know and like <laughs> take you around the world you have to like you have to go, no, this is what I want to do and I'm going to give it, like, everything I have until I get what I want or, like, until something happens. So, yeah, I think that was a bit of a humbling experience to me when I tried, you know, to, to get into it. So David Blaine kind of inspired you to put everything you had into making music and playing guitar yeah. and performing. And I think that, you know, if you're someone like David Blaine or anyone who's a magician, like, if you... Imagine, like, I thought it was hard telling my parents I wanted to be a musician, you know. (laughs) I can't imagine if you're like, hey, mom and dad, like, I'm going to be a magician. (laughs) Like, you know, that, I think that must be a really difficult path to go down. And and there was this guy, one of my old, my old boss at the place I was working at, his brother is a pretty famous Australian musician, uh, magician, and he's been on Ellen and stuff, and and I remember talking to him about it. He's like, man, he's, you know, he's nearly 40 now. It took him 20 years wow. of just practicing every day to get there. And now everyone's going like, oh, my God, it's amazing. Like, he's so successful, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, but he, 
you know, he had to wait until he was 40, really, to get, yeah. you know, the, the kind of exposure and attention. So. But then do you think that the, like, world of magic is, like, more accepting of people who are slightly older? Because yeah. I feel like oh, in music, sure. like, if you were, like, peaking at 40, everyone would be like, and it's so mad because she's 40, yeah. you know? Yeah, especially for women. Yeah. yeah, especially for women. Are there any female magicians? Well, I was Googling that the other day, and there seemed to be, but there's, it's not, like... They don't have the same kind of, you know, mass exposure yeah. as as the male musicians. Magician. I keep saying. I keep mixing up those two words. Magicians do. So. Yeah. Because yeah. in, in my head, the magic circle is just like a bunch of like graying men in <laughs> <Yeah>. capes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I would like to go to some kind of like magicians hangout just yeah. to see what the chat is. You know, because I imagine it's, like, very competitive and very, like, you know, like, everyone's keeping secrets and, like, yeah. Because I suppose when, like, musicians hang out, you guys discuss, like, oh, I got this cool pedal, it, like, does this. (laughs) Or, like, hey, have you you seen it? You can tune new guitar with this new tuner that you put on the end of it. I don't know. And you're you're very, I think you're more willing to share your knowledge in the music industry. Yeah. Whereas I can't imagine it's the same. No, because once you give away your trick, it's like it loses the magic, right? Yeah. Wow. So it must be quite a hard industry to get into. People, I guess it's not as supportive. Or I don't know, from the outset, I would, ass- yeah. I would assume. I, I would love to talk to someone who's in the scene. Yeah. You know, because it's not a scene that, you know, I know quite a few comedians. I think music and comedy, you know, you can kind of see the scenes in Sydney and, and where you where you go, but... It's definitely like the magic scene <laughs> seems to be underground. I don't know. Yeah, like everyone in knows casinos. a musician or a comedian or like, yeah. you know, right now I'm sure we'd have a couple of friends if we wanted to get into comedy that we could phone up. Yeah. But magic, where'd you start? I mean, where did you start? Did you actually learn any tricks? I just had this friend um, who I worked with and, and we kind of went and bought like a special deck of cards that are just, they're just like slipperier than your average card. Oh. that are easier to do sleight of hand tricks. Um, so I just kind of started learning sleight of hand stuff. But sleight of hand is just endless, you know, hours of, right. of just very basic movements for a really long time. So I kind of started it but realised, like, in, you know, doing music and work and uni, I didn't have many hours left to do to practice my slide of hand. It was hand between the deck tricks. and the fret. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm glad I picked music. You know, I'm glad I'm here I'm at a festival playing music. Yeah, yeah. But if I mean, what what are the kind of basics of sleight of hand? Is, is there anything that you can share with our listeners who might be sat in front of a slippery deck right now? Oh, I, I don't think I can impart any kind of wisdom. I didn't really get past like your basic, just like shuffling techniques. You know, so there's like special shuffling techniques that yeah, you can yeah. do to. My God, yeah. Because it's just about getting your fingers working, yeah, working really quickly. It's just about, yeah. Actually, quite a lot of parallels between that and playing the guitar. I'm sure. Yeah, I think so too. I think yeah. I, I think there's probably a lot more parallels between uh, learning to become a magician and learning to become a musician for sure. A lot of time spent alone. A lot of kind of very boring early work, you know, yeah. where you're going like, when do I get to play the cool stuff? You know, <laughs> like when do I get to just like rip it? Do you have like a favorite trick? Like a favorite illusion that you've ever seen, like you know, sawing the lady in half or anything. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic. That's always yeah. good. Um, trying to think, I just like disappearing tricks. Yeah, I think they're always really amazing. You know, 
practice, especially when they're done well, not ones where you're just like, yeah, they're in the other, like they're behind the box. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I I just remember seeing this magician who kind of disappeared from the stage and then like was at the was kind of standing like two meters behind me, and you're just kind of like, wow. Wow. You know? Where did you go to see that? That was in Las Vegas. So you went to Vegas to watch magic? Well, I was in Vegas and I I wanted to go see David Copperfield because I was like, that would be... Oh, of course. He's a like really famous magician, yeah. right? And he's, yeah, he's probably the most. Well, in my yeah. in my experience, he's like the oh, guy. God. I completely forgot about him. He, yeah. he preceded David Blaine. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, like yeah. the original, he's like the godfather so, of magic. Yeah, and I think he's had like a Vegas residency for what feels like 100 years or something so he is the Celine Dion of magic yeah yeah, he's the Mariah yeah well it's like Vegas is like Celine Dion you go see Celine Dion Cirque du Soleil Soleil, or David Copperfield Um, and but tickets were like something like $250 so I went and saw this other guy um, whose name is Jan Roven Uh, he is yeah I I wrote about this, but I because I was googling him the other day, being like, "Oh, how do you spell his last name?" Because it's a German name, and and he just got arrested for like child pornography. Oh, so he's just like not a good dude at all. So now okay. I'm like thinking back to that night where it was just like this magical, you know. And I'm oh, like, that's oh, that's so that makes it. It's re- that's really creepy. Isn't yeah, it? and that's I a talked. Whole nother I level talked to him creepy. after, and like we had a good chat. And because, yeah. like you say, it's sort of just like. It, it's magic's a lot. It's for kids. Yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. Oh, okay, let's yeah, not talk about exactly, that. Exactly. Exactly. It makes me feel. But anyway, I went. I went and saw uh, his show, which was kind of like yeah. off, um, off the strip. Um, so yeah, nowhere near the kind of massive David Copperfield extravaganza. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah, and he also had like. I don't know. That's the other thing. Like, as a, as a woman sitting there and seeing, like, every single trick was like it ended with a whole like army of of gold bikini clad women like strutting on stage to like move the props around, and it's a bit oh. like Ugh. gross. Yeah. Like now I think about it, it it's not. It is a quite. It's it's quite male. Mm mainstream magic yeah totally yeah totally. like we always had that we had this like famous mu- magician in the uk called paul daniels and he was a little bit of a like entertainer you know yeah. like old school like entertainer and he had a he had a magical assistant called debbie it was debbie wasn't it paul and deb was it debbie mcgee debbie mcgee paul daniels and debbie mcgee and they were a little i think they were married actually they were a little double act and but yeah, yeah she was the helper well, yeah, women seem to be traditionally the the helpers who who look very beautiful and get sawn in half and yeah. you know just kind of have to ass- yeah assist assist the the very mysterious manly magician. So the world is crying out for a female magician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, but I feel like it needs a resurgence. Like it needs to be. It needs a new. It needs like a new cool David Blaine approach to it. You yeah. know, one that kind of brings it into like 2017. That rewrites the rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet she's out there as well. I know we just she's don't out know. There. If there was signal, if there was any signal at this <laughs> festival, I'd Google it right now. So yeah. listeners, please don't tweet at us saying, "Oh, how do you not know about so and so?" We're going to look into it after. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look into that actually. I'm gonna look into it. I'm gonna throw all my support behind it. Yeah. I'm gonna go <laughs> buy tickets to that show. Faye Presto, 
Faye Presto. Oh my Presto. goodness. That also, I love a pun. Faye Presto. Oh, that is love great. Love a pun. Respect to Faye. Oh, she's a member of the Inner Magic Circle. What is that? Oh, oh. wow. She read, played read, read it. What's Emmerdale? Is that Emmerdale? A was she in Emmerdale? Emmerdale's like a UK soap. Oh, where she, they like she all played live on herself farm. in it. Amazing. That's really cool. There you go. All well, right, Faye, we're coming Faye for you. Faye Presto. Faye Presto. It's brilliant, isn't <laughs> that's it? That's a great name, yeah. Yeah. See, that's what happens when, when a woman gets her touch on things. Get a little, a little extra sparkle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the big thing that David Copperfield did? Did it involve Michael Jackson? Am I making that up? Or did he, t- or did he make something disappear? I thought he was like the disappearing guy. Did he make like the like Empire State Building disappear or something mad like that? <laughs> I feel like uh, he yeah, did. I think I think it was something pretty crazy. We need Google. <laughs> I love the theatre of it. I love the like. Yeah, I do really like that about it. I think it's the showmanship. Yeah, I suppose so much of it is talent, but then when you get to the bigger scale of those things, so much of it is just entertaining totally yeah just bringing that like wow factor and eliciting those reactions from people like drake's just walked on stage yeah yeah totally just a lot of like really theatrical dramatic swishes of the cape yeah after a trick and yeah there is there is something i think about a magic show that i think as an adult you can be like ah that's not for me yeah but i'm sure that most people they went to a magic show you would kind of sit down and just be like Yes, you know. Yeah. Take me away from my life for an hour and a well, half. It is. I mean, I mean, there. I know there are escapist magicians, but magic is escapism, isn't it? It's like yeah. believing that they're just like letting your mind open for a second and letting like that little bit of like childlike wonder that we were talking yeah. about kind of fill your heart and just letting your mind drift away from the like norms of nine yeah. to five. I got to get the bus. You want trick I hate is that one where they like push the swords through like someone you like they'll have someone at the front and then someone's pushing swords through the back and they're like missing the person oh very, that sounds it, like torture yeah but it always looks a bit stupid because you're like well i just i'm a bit like you know it's clearly i always see behind that trick because i'm like yeah. you know where they're positioned and you're strategically not yeah, poking them, obviously. Yeah. You know. And I'm always be like, yeah, come on, next one. <laughs> some magicians do die, though, don't they, performing tricks? Yeah, I mean, some it must have been ma- ma- magic casualty. Did Houdini died doing a trick, didn't he? Well, he, Did he take like a. He died from being punched in the stomach, right? Because yeah. he said, like, he would, because he could like flex really quickly and hard and yeah. you could, anyone can punch him in the stomach was the trick but he didn't flex quick enough or oh, the guy surprised him I think right it yeah. was definitely a punch to the gut yeah yeah. I just know that because there's a Y lyric about it uh, a what? <laughs> you know that band Y the artist no. Yoni Wolf there's definitely a lyric in one of his songs right. about Houdini when the last, last punch struck or something like that right yeah um, I Learning think magic someone through died music. Didn't someone die from, like, that trick where you catch a bullet in your mouth in a cup? Oh, God. I mean, prob- that sounds terribly dangerous. Yeah, that David Blaine's done that one, too. So it's like you have a silver... Well, you have a st- metal cup in your mouth. Wow. And someone shoots you in the face and you catch it in your mouth. I mean, that these, like, these Ooh. tricks, I just think, t- just they feel, make me feel too a- anxious. Yeah. That oh. I don't, in- I'd, I'd rather just someone pull out the card that was mine <laughs> from the deck and I go, wow, that 
that's magic. Yeah, 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 totally. Those sort of things make me feel like uneasy. Yeah, and they don't let it like it's not just like oh let's just you know oh here we go shoot bang oh he caught it it's like it's like a 45 minute build up of oh, like yeah. he's preparing for his life <laughs> to maybe potentially be oh. over you know and it's like <laughs> and then they'll interview him and he's just like yeah you know I don't know I I, I feel I feel confident but then who knows you know like yeah that's the male side of magic isn't yeah. it like a woman would just be like I'm not catching the bullet <laughs> in my mouth <laughs> you fucking crazy <laughs> Yeah, you want me to do probably. what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I you want to stick knives in what? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. you need a fucking deck of cards. Stop yeah. showing off. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I think simple card tricks are are probably they're, they're great. You know. Do you think like um, hypnosis and uh, like all those mind tricks falls under magic? Because we have we actually have a guy here called Darren Brown mm-hmm. who like does all these like weird mind games with people and like makes them like see different things and, and agree to things it's kind of like hypnosis but then he can also like read their minds at the same time oh that's hard isn't it because I think that one you need to um, suspend belief a little bit more yeah. because that's kind of going into a bit of like a spiritual world right it's like he or can like, like yeah and he can like predict like lottery numbers and things like that yeah that kind of makes me feel like that who's that guy who, who talks to your dead relatives on TV. Oh, I don't know him. Is it Australian or like American thing? Yeah, right. He's massive. He's really big. I just, I remember watching those shows as kid as a kid and just being like, I mean, uh, you know, I don't. I know that a lot of people believe in that, but that it kind of was the same, same kind of feeling where you're like, I just don't know what this is. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You, yeah, you think like, have they talked beforehand? Is am I being completely fooled right now? Yeah, you know, like, am I really? Whereas with other kind of magic tricks, I don't feel like an idiot. But sometimes those yeah, ones make me yeah. feel a bit like, uh, you're like you're you've you've done that through talent and practice. But then with these ones, you're like, oh, are you doing this because you're conning me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get that. There's another hypnotist whose name escapes me right now. But um, my mum and dad, he was like quite famous, quite a famous like hypnotist in the UK. And my mum and dad went to see him when, uh, when we lived in Aberdeen years ago. And he hypnotised a guy on stage and got him to eat an onion as if it were an apple. And then my nice. mum saw him on the bus, this guy from the audience, like the next day. And he like literally stunk of onions. Right. Yeah. <laughs> How mad's that? That's hilarious. Well, I mean, yeah, hypnosis, I guess that's like a proven... Thing, right? Yeah. Don't people stop smoking from being hypnotized? I've never been hypnotized. No, me neither. No. I would love to be hypnotized, actually. Yeah. I haven't really thought about that. But and that I think it has cool. like good effects. Like people who get hypnotized to like stop smoking or stop eating so much. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, my uh, favorite representation of a magician in popular culture is probably Job in Arrested Development. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of other famous magicians in popular co- culture. Um, yeah, just yeah, magic. It's just not really having a time in the sun right now, is it? I'm trying no. to think. Like currently, is there any? But that's kind of disappointing because now that we're talking about it, I I really want to go and see a magic show as well. Because when you realise like how difficult it is to do and how much hours it needs to get good, there's surely there must be so many people around right now who are just like killer magicians and yeah. just dedicate sunk a lot of time into that and they're just but like 
damn, why isn't it like the 90s or whatever <laughs> yeah. magic? And like, you know, because oh. like, with music, you know, there's just, although it's very hard to, you know, get into the music industry, like there's a lot of opportunities. You can kind of make it, you can try and build your own opportunities and put stuff online. I mean, you can do that as a magician, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's not, if it's not popular or it's not, it, it must be. I bet there's like some burgeoning magic YouTube vlogger that we don't know about because we're over the age of 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally, totally. I wish we had like a, like an actual magician here as a third party to kind of like correct all my mistakes or like no, to I fill in my knowledge. It's fine because no. we just have this conversation <laughs> and anyone who's like actually interested uh, will be motivated to go and look for themselves. And then yeah. we should go and see a magic show when you're next in London. That would be great. I'm going to find Someone one. Should, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get your, your tour dates from the transgressive boys and we should we should drag Toby along because I bet Toby would be great at a magic show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. He'd yeah. love that. That guy invests emotionally in everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for chatting oh, to us. You're welcome. Abracadabra. Mm. <laughs> you said it well. Huh. That was my out. Yeah, no, nice. In a puff of smoke. <laughs> Julia Jackson. You should get magic in your live show. Yeah, I know. I, I thought of... I'm, actually, you know what would be really cool? Like, you know, Anthony and the Johnsons, like, they had a dancer as their opening act for... A, <gasps> a, a, you know, I could have a magician. You have to do this. Yeah. Get Faye on the phone. Get Faye. <laughs> get Faye down. Faye Presto. Uh, this is a, a request if you're When's listening. When's your next London show? Um, it's in November at some point. Make the announcement now. Um, hey, Faye, could you come and open my show uh, at the, uh, where is it? The O2 in Shepherd's Bush? Yeah. On some date in November. <laughs> Thank you to Juliet for our lovely chat. You can check out our show notes at talktheline.blog where we'll link to the piece she wrote for Best Fit, also on magic. You've been listening to Talk The Line. I'm Jen Long, produced by Paul Bridgewater and original music is by Seams. Please subscribe if you like what you hear and follow us on Twitter at Talk The Line for more updates. And if you really like us, please leave us a review. Say it every week, but it would be lovely so long as it's nice. See you next Friday. <laughs> <laughs>